meant to be you. Hey everybody, sorry I'm late. I was going on tour with my band. Uh, as a documentary crew, we're following us around. We even tried to play Stonehenge, but our Stonehenge was only 11 inches tall instead of 11 feet tall. Oh, oh well. You're listening to This Film Was Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. I'm your host, Christopher Rivas, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but uh, this new girl just uh, just came into reception, and uh, I'm kind of smitten with her, and I'm excited to see where things go over the next 500 days. <laughs> this week, we have a very funny guest. He is a uh, actor, comedian, writer, producer based out of New York City. His latest show, Tap That, is a virtual dating show where the audience gets to decide who goes on the date. Please welcome Mr. Michael Springthorpe. Hi, guys. I'm sorry I'm late. I um, About 10 years ago, I made a deal with Davy Jones that he could get my ship in uh, case for my soul, and it's time for my soul to come up, so I'm just going to try and come up with about 100 different souls. Uh, instead of my soul so <laughs> i hope that's enough <laughs> is that the second one well that's what he yeah no 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 that's actually my life uh yeah it's the second one. okay, <laughs> so, oh, okay. Your, your oldie life got it okay yeah, sec- the second one also known as the best one <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness, Michael! I'm so excited to have you with us here today. We are talking. I'm so Harry stoked. Met Sally. Oh my god! Oh, tell us a little bit about why you chose that movie when Harry Met Sally. Um, so when I was asked to give a list of movies, I gave. I looked back through. I I keep track of every movie I've watched since 2017. <laughs> Like, oh my god! I don't believe that. It, I go go through my Facebook every every like December thirty first. Oh, wow. I make a big post about it. <laughs> um, oh wow! It start it, okay. So it started because a friend of mine was like, "I'm gonna watch a hundred new movies this year in 2017," and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna steal that As idea and also do that." Um, and so I kept track of it in like a, a Google sheet. And then um, I loved it so much, I kept doing it. But since then, I haven't put any limits on myself, like, oh, I'm going to watch like 100 new movies or anything like that. But I just keep track of every movie. And then like, excuse me, the like the date, uh, what year it's from, uh, does it say the name of the movie in the movie, where I watched it, who I watched it with, like all this data. Uh, because my brain just loves lists like that. Uh, and so I went back through mm-hmm. all of my movies of the past few years that I, um, was like, what are some movies that I loved, um, that don't, you know, uh, I, I, I know that we've had a couple franchise movies in here in this <laughs> podcast already, but, sure, uh, sure. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, let me try like ones that like don't have something. And I gave a list and there were like a couple picks for me and a couple that I thought were like good classic choices. And uh, Grande responded with only the good classic choices, none of the ones that were picks for me. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. That's I, usually I, how it goes. I'm like, <laughs> I did it. I look, I look. I look at them, and I'm and I'm thinking through like the business perspective of like, okay, what's everyone gonna want to listen to? Ah, yeah. classic. Another classic. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think anybody was gonna want to listen to an episode on the. Uh, 2019 hit crawl about alligators in a basement during a hurricane in Florida. I'm down for it though. <laughs> We're no, shifting gears. With, okay, guys. Audible. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but when Harry met Sally was the one I had watched the most recently, uh, and that was basically the, the main reason why I picked it. <laughs> of oh. the list. Of the see, list. I. I had never seen When Harry Met Sally. I had, Whoa! I say uh, that. I watched it in December of last year. See, there you go. Like, everybody <laughs> yeah. knows the scene of the, like, fake orgasm in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Classic. Everybody knows that. But I had never actually seen the movie. Yeah. And I sat down with Steve to watch it. And, and when it was done, we both sort of looked at each other. And we were just like, that was a really good movie. Like, we yeah. were weren't mm-hmm. expecting it to be i guess you know rom-coms have such a a, a thing about them a and, stigma uh, a stigma yeah and i and uh god this one was so good <laughs> it was like can, can i want i want to address that stigma of <clears throat> i think that like horror movies like it gets put in this genre of like, oh, these are cheap to make. We can make a ton of them. And like mm-hmm. they end up just pushing out and out and out and out more and yes. more. And obviously like this, this was so genre defying, like defining. Um, and like the way the comedy was presented, I think was the biggest part of it, that it focused on the co- the comedy part of rom-com. Yeah. Um, like this was like some top notch like bit comedy and like to the it's point like of a where sketch show exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah and and i yeah i was just feeling that like oh these are all just sketches tied in with a through line of the, these people are eventually going to fall in love yeah and uh, like even like the bit of the football stadium with the wave uh-huh. like Bro. killed me <laughs> i thought that was so yeah. funny i thought like you know obviously the, that was an the SNL orgasm sketch. scene Oh yeah, <laughs> or it was I a rejected SNL sketch, but I like Billy it. Crystal yeah. wrote that for SNL. Nice, uh, but like that that part was like you know like all those scenes are only like a couple minutes long, yeah. like and where where other romantic comedies will drag it out because mm-hmm. you know we got Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> and that's what the audience wants to see is them yeah. on screen all the time and like. This had a good balance to it of each side of the relationship. Um, I just, I just adore this movie, and it's my favorite rom com now. And yeah. also, it's my favorite New Year's Eve movie. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but it's far, a New Year's Eve the, movie. It is a New Year's Eve movie. Yeah. It, it blew me away too that the characters felt more like real people than a lot of other, not just rom coms, but a lot of other movies in general. Like, you know, you expect him at the end to show up and be like, I love you. I've always loved you. And, and her to just be like, Ooh, okay. And she's still just like, no, exactly. Yeah. That, that doesn't work. You can't just do that. And like, I, I really appreciate that. They felt like real people. And it just Mm -hmm. makes me like, want to go out and seek out more Nora Ephron stuff. Like, like, um, sleepless in Seattle and, and, 
you've got, you've got mail. mail and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another movie I've recently, this one, I, th- I thought I had watched this before, but I realized I hadn't actually seen the whole, it, the whole way through was Jaws, which yeah. I like, feel free to yell at me in the comments, uh, <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I, re- I I also recently watched that one all the way through, and I felt similarly with this movie and Jaws, where I was like, I had to kind of stop myself a lot of times, where I was like, eh. There were a couple times where I kind of was like, eh, I've seen that before, and then I had to be mm-hmm. like, no, you idiot! Like this movie invented <laughs> that. Like this is yeah. every time you've seen that has just been a bad copy. Of what you're watching right yeah. now. Like, what are you talking yeah. about, you yeah. moron? And, and that's the, uh, so much yeah. of that. Yeah. In, in That's what, like, 90% of this movie for me was... Because I first watched it on an airplane, which is never a great time to watch a movie. Um, unless are you sure? It's like, unless it's, like, <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. I don't think it's... <laughs> But like, I think you should you should watch Flight. Jupiter on an Ascending. What? I can't wait to do that movie. Holy oh shit! Well, that was on my list. Uh, <laughs> um, but, one t- but we had just done the Room. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Fair, fair. <laughs> Sandwich bad movies together. I um, I uh, I once was driving for a Boy Scout trip. We were driving back from the trip back to Flor- back to the airport to then fly to Florida where i'm from and it was like a four-hour bus ride and on the bus the freaking the bus driver played um castaway (laughs) we were driving to the airport (laughs) just just always i will always remember that (laughs) that is oh that's so perfect that is so perfect (laughs) Wow. Even then, I think I like I, I hadn't seen the movie, but I like knew what it was because I was in high school, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Why are we doing this?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing! So one thing yeah. I wanted to make sure I mentioned about this movie, uh, just because I'm a nerd, is uh, love I it. love that it felt like a play. It felt like a theater production. Yeah. Which is like a, a totally bygone era of movies. Movies don't feel like they're plays anymore. Unless like, they're based on plays. <laughs> well, even then, I just like the the opening, right, where they're getting in the car together or, and, and whatever else. And just the clothes that they're wearing says mm. so much about mm. who they are as characters. And I feel like if this movie came out today, that wouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their, their wardrobes might not change as drastically throughout the whole thing. These wonderful scenes where you've got like the sort of like uh, uh, characters sliding in, and you've got the two couple, the couple in bed talking to each other with oh, the yeah. other two on the outside, like that kind of thing wouldn't happen today. But it feels so theatrical to have that. You know, that's if this was on the stage, that's what it would be. They would be in a bed in center stage, and then either side would slide in, talking on the phone or whatever. Like I, I just I love that kind of stuff. I love that feeling behind. Oh yeah, it it you felt know? it. You know, it feels very like um. A lot of people talk about Edgar Wright, who did Shaun of the Dead uh, and Hot Fuzz yeah. and Baby Driver. Um, like 
how he directs comedies and like every element, like he uses the visual and he uses directing to make jokes, not just the writing. Cause a lot of comedies, just the writing is the comedy. And like right. this movie doesn't go to the degree that Edgar Wright does, but like Rob Reiner didn't ignore anything. There were, you know, visual, like oh, those yeah. visuals there, you know, there's plenty of ever. It's a full throated comedy. Well, and Rob Reiner, I mean, is just Jesus. a genius of of of, of comedy, <laughs> comedy filmmaking, mm-hmm. and just filmmaking apparently because yeah, yeah. his his freaking run of like those first like six movies he made or whatever, wild, just hit after hit. He's Classic. so good. He's so good. Um, yeah, and even just as an actor too, he's he's stupid funny. Uh. <laughs> also, it's a, it's like a, you know, it's pretty impressive how he's like, I'm gonna one up Buttercup. And uh, and and uh, whatever his name is in the movie, um, and make another love story. <laughs> show, show how we do it in the modern world. That's right. That's right. Uh, Princess Bride went to ten. When Harry met Sally, goes to eleven. That's right. Uh, 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 <laughs> hey, hey! There's a reference and a reference. All right. Uh, well, I think, uh, but I, think I can't handle just... that truth. <laughs> Uh, I think we should just get into these. What do you guys think? Let's do it. I would love that. Let's do it. Uh, So uh, we'll start with mine. I wrote a trailer for this. And originally, I wasn't going to write anything. I wasn't going to write a script. I was just going to sort of pitch an idea. And then as I was writing it out, I was like, actually, I kind of want to write it. I think it's stupid. (laughs) Uh, So and and my initial thought, too, was like, okay. Harry met Sally. It's got such a, a beautiful wrap up in a bow ending. Um, let's see what happens after, right? Oh, What's no. the next thing that happens? Oh my god! And my initial thought was, okay, they're old and they've got Alzheimer's. Oh! So this is, <laughs> this is called <laughs> when Harry forgot Sally. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, so I'll be doing uh, all the stage directions and the voiceover, and uh, Michael will have you reading for the role of Harry. Yes. And Steve, you'll read for the role of Sally. Okay. And um, anytime that the voiceover is speaking, there's also a title card. That's the same thing. Oh, that's like the real trailer, trailer, right? I, yeah, I watched, exactly. Yeah, I watched the trailer in prep for this. So did I, and that's sort of like I guess I'll just do it. <laughs> I just I just want to say real quick, like I I was not impressed by that trailer. Like there have been some of these movies where, like Rollerball, where, where I thought the, <laughs> the trailer looked awesome, but the movie sucked. But this was the other way around. Like yeah. I I think it was all because they had to put in their one liners, and without that context of the whole scene, it doesn't hit the right. same way. That's true. You know, that's yeah, true. It, it it felt like a fan made. When I watched it, I had to be like. Wait, this was the trailer? Because it kind of felt, I guess because it was, because there was so so little to it, it felt like it could have been made, like, recently. Mm-hmm. Almost. And Somebody so I had to, like, double check. I, mean, I was like, seems... that's actually the trailer? Yeah, All right. Movie trailers used to be, like, even just a scene from the movie would be the trailer. Mm-hmm. What happened <laughs> What happened to In a World? I, I, I wish we could go back to that. <laughs> Uh, the, the 90s ended. That's what happened. Fair. I, I just want uh, more in a world. Caught on. Yeah. You know, in a world. 
right. Well, let, let's get into your world, Chris. Okay, get into my world. <laughs> this is when Harry forgot Sally. Title card in VO. You saw Harry meet Sally. Exterior college campus day moment uh, from the first movie when Harry and Sally are shaking hands before getting in the car. Again and again. Quick clips from the first movie of their encounters on the airplane, at the party, etc. Now get ready. Go to a highway during the day. We see a car driving down the highway to see what growing old looks like. Cut to a bedroom. Harry and Sally wake up in bed together. They're old. They look at each other and scream. (laughs) From the producers of The Notebook and 50 First Dates. Oh, my God. Cut to a diner. (coughs) Harry sits at a table in the diner. Sally walks up and sits across from him. You're a very attractive woman. Thank you. Why sit here? I mean, with me. I don't know. It just feel felt natural. Comes a love story. You know, I can make a woman meow. <laughs> Sally grabs the edges of the table, throws her head back, and lets out a loud meow. You don't remember seeing. Interior car. Harry drives a car down the highway. We hear a quiet fart, and he looks over to see <laughs> Sally sitting in the passenger seat. Ah! Ah! Who are you? I don't know. Who are you? I don't know. Harry looks back at the road, takes his hands off the wheel and looks at them, then turns to Sally. I forgot how to drive! (laughs) Title card. When Harry forgot Sally. Oh my god. Are you sure this isn't directed by the Fairley brothers? I can totally imagine an Alzheimer's scene. I forgot how to drive. That would be within their like uh their wheelhouse. On the Wikipedia page on the Wikipedia page for the Fairley brothers, I seem to remember there is like a subheading that's like uh themes. And it's mm-hmm. like okay. uh, the the Farrelly brothers. Uh, their mother's name is Mary, or is Mary, I think. And so there is a character named Mary or Rosemary in like ninety percent of their movies. Oh, um, okay. Which makes there's something about Mary a little weirder. Um, yeah, it's usually yeah. Oh the romantic God. interest. Wait, isn't is yeah? Isn't in Dumb and Dumber she's named Mary, the girl that yeah, <laughs> she's babe, going all like the way it's, to Colorado for? Yeah, oh and my I think God. Wow. I think never yeah. realized that. Yeah, it's like Mary, and then there's one. I think I want to say Stuck on You or Shallow Hal is um, yeah. Why not? Her name is Rosemary, <laughs> but it's like very mm. close. And yep. then the other thing is like that I remember is like the Farrelly brothers often make. Uh, often employ uh, actors with physical disabilities and make a a big point of that in their movies, which is like, it's very cool, but it's, 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 
very cool of them to do that. Uh, but it's uh, mm-hmm. every one of their movies has an act has like actors with like physical and mental disabilities in it, and that is like listed as a theme of, of Fairly Brothers movies. Oh, I, I yeah. don't know. I, we, we, they yeah, treat I, them. I they treat them saying. great. <laughs> it's you, not. It's not bad, but it's it's just odd. It, it tiptoes on exploitive. Like we yeah. we see them and we're like, okay, you're treating people the right way, but are you? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, so this is totally a fairly. <laughs> we producers well, have decided that's your director. Yeah. Well, and that's so that's what I was originally going to pitch. Is I was just going to say, okay, what about if they have you know Alzheimer's, and then just throw it to you guys to be like, what are some scenes? <laughs> that would, just go. That would be. Oh my god. <laughs> Just, uh, the fact that an old man says I can make a woman meow. <laughs> I just what I what I like to think is that the waitress is walking by at that exact moment and she just goes, ooh. Throws up. Yeah. Well, you know, Bruno Kirby has to have a cameo in there of somewhere. Course. Well, who do you think's say- making eggs at the deli? <laughs> I, I was <laughs> I was gonna what is the you guys are. You guys are. What's the obsession specifically with Bruno Kirby? Because I believe oh, before we're, we recorded, you, you specifically <laughs> said not because you're clearly obsessed, but you also specifically said we didn't know which one was Bruno Kirby. So anytime anybody appeared, we said, "Was that Bruno Kirby?" Every time there was a man on screen who was not Billy Crystal, we were just like, "Is that Bruno Kirby?" <laughs> It's because we have no idea who Bruno Kirby is. We had no, no idea. So it's it's Billy Crystal, uh-huh. Meg Ryan, and Gary Fisher, arguably the most famous people of that generation <laughs> of acting. <of> <laughs> then Bruno Kirby, yeah. and I'm like, I've never heard that name before. Yeah. And then he shows up, and I'm like, I've never seen that person before. <laughs> Well, Bruno Kirby did also before. like pass away in the nineties, right? Like he, he he unfortunately died. Quite oh, did young. he? Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Oh, I, I, yeah. I just sorry. I just that's know why Kirby he's family, great, but, but that's so why still, he's not. We're, I, I, I we're Kirbinites. We're Kirbinites. I, I do want to say though, like him in this movie, I do love because I feel like that's the one that I personally relate to the most, and like yeah. how. How uh, how East Coast that guy is, and New York oh that guy God. is, and he's like, yeah, we're in a Giants game, but we're talking about personal <laughs> issues. It's fine. It's it's what crazy. When we get back to Brooklyn. It, yeah, it is crazy that the movie cast Billy Crystal, and they were like, all right, and we need somebody that's a little more Brooklyn than Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But that mustache uh, yeah. is so good. Oh, too. the mustache is great. He was in um, he was in the Godfather Part Two. I was gonna say he's been in gangster movies. Like yeah. it's hard to not remember that voice. He's got such a distinct voice. I, uh, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh I mean. man. Hey, a brutal Kirby. Bye. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't find Meg Ryan attractive. Bye. <laughs> I just I just looked him up on Wikipedia and. 
saw Bruno Kirby parentheses actor. And I was looking about, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was in a couple things, but I couldn't see, I didn't see Godfather part two. I was trying to say, find out what his role was. Cause he has like an actual role in that movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm looking at it and then I go, oh my God, he died on January 24th of this year. That doesn't sound right. He died before this. <laughs> I realized, no, 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 no. I was looking at Bruno Kirby Sr. His dad was oh. also an actor. Wow. Bruno oh, Kirby damn. born well, is- Bruno Giovanni Quiraziolo Jr. Oh, you just got all the all the like all the all the hands. I don't know what yeah. these hands are called. They're like chef's hands. hands. So they're just like mm. <laughs> ah, he, uh, I'm he an Italian to make it a spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> That, he plays that he, he plays name, young <laughs> he plays young Peter Clemenza. Yep. In uh, he's with Robert Part De Niro II. in the old country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Richard oh, Castellano. He's one of the guys in the old country. I see. Richard Castellano is the char- is the actor that plays the old version. I've yeah, never seen damn. the Godfather movies, so uh, sound off oh, in the comments well, about why I should uh, die or something. Start start with the third one. Uh, all right don't don't do that don't do that no because if you do that then everything's like a prequel and you're like whoa it's like star wars (laughs) i'm gonna start with number two then i'm gonna watch number one then i'm gonna watch number three kind of like star wars Oh yeah, uh, yeah! Don't do that. Watch just the first and second. We're good. Uh, I, love, I love that. Chris can't even play into the bit. To he, he's too. He's like, yeah, yeah. ha ha. But also, don't do that. Don't ha ha. But don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Seriously, this is a funny joke, but this is also one of the best films ever made. Yeah, don't. You will treat it with respect. <laughs> Spoken like a true Kirbyite. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm I'm Bruno Kirby. Yeah. That's not oh, anywhere no. close to what it's supposed to sound like. I'm so upset like. that I didn't put Bruno Kirby anywhere near my script. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. Uh, well, speaking of your cool. script, Steve, take us into it, my friend. Sure. Uh, so, um... I'm thinking that this movie will take place over a close to 20 year span because this like movie, the first one. yeah, because, exactly. <laughs> because this movie is called when Harry met little Sally. So they're going to have a kid together and this movie is going to be all about them. You know, it's, it's, inst- we're taking out the tropes of people falling in love to having a kid and raising the kid. Uh, while fight you know while still like there's going to be times in the movie where it's it's going to be difficult if you know if they're going to make it or not so that's the drama in the movie but um this one is a little personal to me uh just because i feel like it'll it'll have some some like personal insights of how i think i might feel when i'm when i'm a father um so uh yeah this this takes place probably in the middle of the movie. Um, their kid is in like second grade, and they're going to the school to see a uh, a production of Peter Pan. 
that the, the school is putting on. Uh, this scene is in the middle of your movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so okay. you, there. So my only directions for this. Uh, f- well, first off, uh, Mike, I'm going to give you the option. Do you want to play Harry or Sally? Uh, I will play Sally only because I did Harry in the last one, though. Okay. All right. You are Sally, Chris. You are Harry. Um, so for this, you're you're in the theater. At, you're in the school, like, and the show is starting. So I I don't want you to whisper, but it's also kind of like you know. You're you're keep, you're keeping it down a little bit because of everybody around, um, mm-hmm. and then there's a part where it's all of us. So in that moment, just don't look at the words right now. Let them come, and uh, and we will uh, <laughs> all all sing them. We'll all sing them like uh, like we're we're children in a school play. What are you roping us into? You'll see. <laughs> what bad words are you gonna make us say? Yeah. No, it's it's not bad. You'll see. All right, so you two are those roles. I'm going to be uh, stage directions and everything else. All right, here we go. When Harry met little Sally. Uh, interior elementary school gymnasium. Fade out, uh, fade in on a school production. <laughs> yeah, fade out. We're done. We're done. <laughs> we're we're done. done. We're done. Uh, wow, that was really fast. Fade in. <laughs> fade in on a school production of Peter Pan. We see Harry and Sally enter the gym. They are late and they're looking for seats. They groan as they realize the only two seats that are, are available are in the back, directly in front of the 20 dads that are recording uh, on video cameras and tripods. Um, <laughs> we, we take a moment to focus in on the dads as they act like they're setting up a professional camera for a stu- uh, film studio. <laughs> they're looking in the lens. Mm-hmm. They're uh, cartoonishly adjusting the focus. One mm-hmm. dad takes his camera out of a fancy camera case and another dad even <laughs> brought a card so that he could white balance the video camera Jeez, which is dad. totally unnecessary because this is even more humorous because we we see these video cameras the exact model and they all have the same kind of camera but earlier in the movie they went like grocery shopping or like you know at a walmart or something um <laughs> And and they see this exact camera on on like display for sale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Harry that, yeah. And, Harry and Sally sit down as the house lights dim and the show begins. Oh, great! We made it. We made it on time. I told you we would. Congratulations on making it right before the curtain opens. But I'd hardly qualify this as on time. We ran from the parking lot to get to the last seats in the house, all the way in the back. I can't really hear what they're saying. Don't worry about that. I'm sure the production crew of NBC has that covered. Sally looks up behind her and sees the extremely focused camera dads bouncing from left to right, uh, back and forth as they're capturing the dialogue said in, in, by each of the characters on stage. Uh, so this also plays throughout the scene, but we we don't really go through it. Like, so there'll be parts where Peter flies in behind them, like in, on stage, and then behind them we see the camera like like aim swoop up in. and like yeah. swoop. In. <laughs> <laughs> all in unison. Yep, all in unison. Uh, <laughs> Sally looks for a few moments and then looks back at Harry. All of this because you took so long leaving the house. Look, you know I love our child more than anything in the world. But Sally, this is our third show this weekend, and she plays pirate number five. I didn't, 
I didn't think getting in after the rush was so bad when we still have another 35 minutes until she says her one line of avast me hearties. They get shushed by one of the camera dads. They respectfully abide in a few moments uh, for a few moments and then they go back to their conversation. Oh, so you think it's only important to be on time when the accomplishment is worthy of it. That is so typical of you, Harry. Wait, is that why you showed up halfway through the science fair? Harry hems and haws for a moment before giving an answer. <laughs> Sally can see the, the answer and her frustration towards him is really starting to boil. Oh my God, I can't believe you. Uh, come on, she had a couple wires plugged into a potato. Did you see the volcano Jimmy Stevenson had? It spit out fake lava seconds before it erupted. Incredible. On stage, we see Peter Pan step forward and say, All children, except one, grow up. You're telling me, kid. What's that supposed to mean? You know exactly what it means. Everyone in the fr- in the row in front of them turns around and gives them the stink eye. They slink <laughs> down in their chairs, embarrassed. They are quiet for a long time. Sally sees that Harry is feeling guilty, so Sally softens her approach and leans to him. Harry, I know that seeing a second-grade production of Peter Pan for the third time in as many days isn't very exciting. I know that going all the way across town to see our daughter do a bit role isn't as exciting as seeing her in a Broadway production. I know, I know. It's it's not about the role. It's just we've been here the past two nights, and to me, that she that uh, that she barely cares that that we're here because all she wants to do is play with her friends. Sally begins to chuckle as she realizes <laughs> what's wrong with Harry. Oh, I see what's happening. You're jealous. I've seen that jealous look on your face before. I'm a pretty self confident person, so I'm not sure what you're giving me jealous. Try any time I'd introduce you to anyone I was dating the year before we got engaged. I always knew you were jealous that I was seeing other people because you were in love with me. I just didn't want to admit it. But you have to admit that you're jealous now because this is the first time she's had other interests than just spending time with her parents. We had her all of ourselves the first seven years. We can't expect it to always be like that. I know, but I can't help it. I always want it to be like that. You might be changing that tune once she becomes a teenager. Harry closes his eyes as he shudders. They, bo- they both look at each other and lightly chuckle. <laughs> at the same time, we see a really tender moment on stage between Wendy and Peter Pan. We see the camera dads leaning closer in <laughs> to capture the two of them on stage. You want to know how to make sure she'll always spend time with her? She'll always want to spend time with her? Oh. Just always be there. As Sally starts to dive into her speech, we see one of the camera dads slowly push the lens of the camera between them. Since Harry and Sally are looking straight ahead at the stage, they don't notice the camera close to them. Just be there, Harry. Be there, ready to support her in whatever she needs. Be there even if it means turning off the Yankees game to go be a pirate for five minutes of stage time. Because one day... You're going to pray that you could go back to these days. We got to remember to cherish these moments. Cut to a bunch of kids on stage singing off pitch. You're, You're a, a crook, Captain, Captain Hug. Judge, Judge won't you throw the fuck? <laughs> Sally hears the sharp notes and winces. Uh, she collects herself and returns to her speech. 
cherish these moments, even if they aren't the best moments, because one day she's going to look back at them. And when she thinks about them, the first thing that's going to come to mind is that you were there. Both are taken back at how sweet that was. As we see their reactions, we can see that the camera has stopped moving forward and is directly in between both of them without them noticing. Harry Harry smiles and breaks the silence. You're right. Thank you for that. I love you. I love you too. They turn their heads to kiss each other. <laughs> they end up kissing each side <laughs> of the camera lens. They, they give each other a shocked look as they look up and see the camera dad standing in behind them. Uh, <laughs> they see him pull his hand to his face, placing his finger over his lip, lip, uh, lips and gives them a big shh. Both are, they both immediately turn their heads around in embarrassment, cut to the next scene. The end. You say either, I say either, you say neither, and I say neither, either, either, and either, neither. And let's call the whole thing off. Aww. I like potato. That's adorable. You like that is yeah, adorable. I wanted to, I, I knew I was starting off with a fight and ending with a resolution since, like, you know, like I feel like this movie, like this scene, could have ended like halfway through, you know, because of how yeah. these scenes are structured, and then it'll eventually play, pay off in another scene. So I had to get it all in this one scene. Um, but yeah, I, I, I said it was personal because my mom and I, I love my mom, uh, but she is so supportive okay. of every show that I know it's weird, but <laughs> she's she's so supportive <laughs> of every show that I've been in. And like, I remember a time in college where I was like, mom, you do not have to come to every show. I am playing government man. Number three, (laughs) I have two lines. You don't need to come. Mm -hmm. So that's where that kind of inspired me with Sally's kind of position of, yo, we got to be there all time, every time, because those kids are going to remember it. My mom, my mom was the same way. Uh, In high school, I was in Romeo and Juliet and I was, you know, I, I was Mercutio. I wasn't some shit role, but um, uh, yeah, like <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. I mean, honestly, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, the way my direct, our like theater teacher, she did not cut anything from Romeo and Juliet, which is already a long play. She instead mm-hmm. added like dance numbers and sword <laughs> fights to it. So it came out to be like three, three and a half hours long. My mom went and saw every single performance and it was like for two mm-hmm. weeks, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, my mom went and saw every single show. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. just like, it's a, it's like, it's a mom thing. That's what you do. It's pretty good. But I, I, I thought, also, I, oh, sorry, go on, Chris. I was just going to say, I thought she meant that it was like a, a a tale of your future life because you want to be the camera dad. Well, I guess I do, <laughs> and I plan on it, and I plan on telling all those camera dads, like, okay, you're going to stand at this place, I'm going to stand over here, we're going to get together at the end, we're going to edit this shit, we're going to put out a really good <laughs> good DVD so, for Steve, everyone. <laughs> Steve doesn't watch his child's performances from the audience, he goes up into the booth and is running the show. Well, no, he sees dad, it on you Friday. He sees it on Friday, and then on Saturday, he comes in with a full cue sheet ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just was your, is that your dad? I'm like, yeah, he loves to hang out at these <laughs> these dress rehearsals, planning out shots. He's um, in the background with a big notebook. Uh, 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 okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I just, just imagine my kid being like, "Did you see it?" I'm like, "No, but I will in post." <laughs> I will in post. <laughs> Uh, but no, like the part that I'm like, I could see my future in is, yeah. uh, you know, there's a big NBC executive coming up and being like, Mr. Grande, we would like you to direct this season of dancing with the stars. And you'd be like, I can't, I got, I got my kids, my kids performance. Yeah. Winwood elementary dog. Um, oh no, is the, is the, and this is going to sound super selfish, but like being a performer, and like, if I have to go to a show where my kids like pirate number three, I'll, I'll go opening and closing night. But it's gonna suck though. You know, I just got a feeling. I'll be like, yeah, I'll be there. You know, opening and closing night. But <laughs> unless you get a lead role, <laughs> then I'll be there every night. <laughs> you gotta, See, I you feel gotta like, work for a kid. <laughs> I feel like you're the type of guy that's gonna be like, oh, you, oh, you got government man number three. You're gonna fucking kill that shit son and you're just gonna go out and like you're gonna you're gonna like be too aggressively training how to be like the best yeah you're gonna be like you're gonna be like all right time to run lines you're like dad i have one (laughs) (laughs) no small actors let's go (laughs) but how many perspectives are you gonna say it through until you find the one <laughs> Making them journal as a tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I liked I liked visualizing the the argument once the camera was in there as mm-hmm. like cutting between uh, a view of Harry, a view of Sally, a view of the whole greater scene with the cameraman, but like the view of Harry and the view of Sally completely unobstructed by the camera like that is filmed mm-hmm. without a camera between them and so it looks like it's like to the point where to the degree where you're like all right well the way that this can that this shot is framed you would be able to see that camera <laughs> but for mm-hmm. the sake of comedy <laughs> you can't because they can't see it <laughs> like uh I, I i think that would be like a really fun shot to watch or a series mm-hmm. of shots. Yeah. Rather. They're just sitting side by side, whispering into each other's ears without looking at each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just, dude, I just think that like in this movie, like it was it, like, this is one of the hardest scripts to write because this movie, all it had was like physical bits. And like, if you don't get the setup of the scene and then watching the bit, like it's hard. Like I, I originally thought because, and I picked Peter Pan as this because I knew I wanted the camera dads to be, exaggerating like mm-hmm. throughout all this tension that's funny. yeah i love that was that. good that was really funny it's a good time uh yeah yeah speaking of um harry and sally having a kid I'll, oh my uh, god I'll is that a transition i just heard it, that All was right. a that was a transition. Ooh wee. Uh, so for mine, I have a little bit of writing ahead of uh, like ahead of it that I'll I'll just like quickly read out like descriptor of everything. Um, but when we get into it, um, uh, crit. So okay, so you guys, you know the scene you mentioned it earlier 
where um, after Harry and Sally do it, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and they call Jess and Marie, Bruno Kirby and uh, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> the four Bruno cut. Kirby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I rewrote that scene. And it, it, I'll explain oh, okay. in nice. context. So, um, uh, you know what? I'll I'll get into. Let me let me read the preface first. I guess. Um, so, my my movie is called When David Met Tony. Um, uh, America's favorite rom com couple and America's favorite pair of married comic relief best friends, Harry and <laughs> Sally Burns Albright and Jesse and Marie Rigatoni. I had to make up a last name for them. <laughs> it, it felt it fit. Um, <laughs> it's dumb. I love it. Uh, after the events of the acclaimed film, the two couples are married and buy brownstones in the Upper West Side across the street from one another. A few short years later, they are each blessed with a son. Harry and Sally have David, and Jess and Marie have Anthony, but everyone calls him Tony. Yes, his name is Tony Rigatoni. <laughs> um, <laughs> the children, <laughs> the children of best friends, David and Tony, grow up practically as brothers. Brothers that hate each other. That is, uh, David takes after his mom. He's whip smart, president of student government, and very particular. He also takes his sriracha on the side. Tony lets himself be pushed through life, <laughs> starring in school plays. Funny. Uh, and in context Ooh. now, uh, and passing his classes just enough, mm-hmm. riding his charisma and charm the whole way. Tired of monthly Pictionary nights with their family, after high school, the boys decide to get far away from each other. David goes to Harvard for political science, and Tony pursues acting at Boston Conservatory. Um, they did not intend that. Uh, the boys continue to run into each other in the gay college scene in Boston. Oh, yeah. Did I mention they're gay? Because they are. This is just gay <laughs> Harry Met Sally. <laughs> uh, for the folks at home, I am a card-carrying homosexual. Um, in case anything comes off as wrong before then. Uh, so some selected scenes before we get into it. Uh, going to college, uh, they actually drive to college together. Uh, they drive to Boston. Uh, Tony pries into David, eventually finding out that David is a top. Tony tells him that he's a bottom. And real quick, we know what that means, right, boys? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Sometimes you never we know. Do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, it means it means like when you want to play with toys. Do you spin it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's all about toys. Um, it's it's permanently assigning who gets the top bunk and who gets the bottom bunk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a bed bug scenario. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so uh, David is a top. Tony's a bottom. Tony says bottoms and tops can never be friends. The possibility for sex is too great. <laughs> Uh, then later, a few years, or actually a few months later, on a ferry to Pete, uh, Provincetown, Tony pretends he doesn't know David, who's sitting in front of him on the ferry. The guy next to David asks if Tony wants to switch seats, and Tony says yes, even as David reiterates, We grew up across the street from each other! Our parents are best friends! We know each other! Um, 
Out at brunch one day, David admits to his two friends uh, that the man he had been sleeping with ghosted him. His non-binary friend Alex pulls out their phone and opens up Grinder to find him someone new, as opposed to a Rolodex like in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. He eventually scrolls mm-hmm. and finds a headless torso profile and shows it to David and says, look, he looks cute. To which David says, that's Lewis, <laughs> the other friend at the table. Uh, Alex says, what? Lewis, the abs, I had no idea. And Lewis says, thanks, I've been trying to cut out beer. And then Lewis takes a sip from a vodka soda. Um, after a breakup Tony and his gay friend Jake go to a bar where Tony apoplectically explains how he walked in on his boyfriend hooking up with Tony's ex on his birthday and then another one of Tony's exes knocked on the door to join the threesome that he was unaware of uh, because he was late Um, throughout this very depressing story that Tony is telling yes I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just imagined someone knocking on the door. It's like, oh, did, oh, you already had sex. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, let me know next time. <laughs> well, he probably we knocked on the door. Was like, it's for you. <laughs> <laughs> probably knocked on the door. Was like, oh, you guys had already had sex. Whoa, Tony, you're in on this too. Awesome. <laughs> By the way, sorry, sorry. I uh, broke up with you. <laughs> um, so while Tony is telling this very depressing story at the bar, the various drag queens that are performing at the bar continually take a loop around. And anytime they pass their table, Tony and Jake pause the story, hold out dollar bills and scream, yes, mama work. And then go right back to the story. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and yes, lastly, yes. of course, all the music is still original jazz, but this time it's done by Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Um, yes, so those, of course, <laughs> of course. So now I have now I have a a rewritten version of the um, the four way phone call. Um, for this, okay. basically, what happens? Um, Tony and David are calling their respective mothers. So calling Sally and calling Carrie Fisher. Um, So uh, what I figured I'd have you guys do is play uh, mother-son duos. Each of you would play a mother and their son so that it's kind of like you can – for lack of a better term, you can do a boy voice and a girl voice (laughs) and differentiate the two. Mm -hmm. Sure. uh, just because it's a lot of quickness and then I'll do stage directions and, um, the other characters in the scene, if that makes okay. sense. Uh, yeah. so Chris, if you could do Sally and David. All right. And, uh, Grande, if you could do Marie and Tony. We'll call him by his full name. Tony Rigatoni. Uh, how, how 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 Bruto Kirby do you want this Tony? Have fun with it, babe. Because right. I, I, the way I picture the way I wrote it is like, I mean, David is the Sally. He's you know he's you know he is you know pre, you know yep. he was number one in his class. Tony is, I mean his his name is Tony Rigatoni. Let's let's uh, be honest about yeah, yeah. No, he's not to be taken seriously. Yeah, you know, he, he grew up to wealthy parents on the Upper West Side, but his name is Tony Rigatoni. So, uh, 
you know, he calls his mother Ma. You know, that yeah. that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Got it. Okay. Uh, exterior, outdoor seating at a restaurant. Morning. A four-top table at a nice cafe slash restaurant in the village. Harry, Sally, Jess, and Marie uh, are sitting at the table. Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan reprise their roles. Uh, Marie is played by Carrie Fisher using Star Wars CGI technology. And Jess is now played by Joe Pesci. Um, (laughs) I I figured, you know, the best we could do. It would have been Bruno Kirby Sr., but he passed away earlier this year. Um, uh, Sally's phone on the table starts to ring. The four couples don't hear it as they pour themselves more mimosas. It rings again. Uh, Harry. Yours. Sally picks up the phone. Hello? Hey, Rob. I'm sorry I'm calling from uh, so early on a Sunday. Are you all right? I did something terrible. Who is calling you while we're out at brunch? What did you do? Marie's phone on the table rings. Who is this calling me while I'm out at brunch? It was so awful. Ma, I think the death of our relationship... It's so awful. Implies a call-at-any-hour policy. Split screen now so that we can see the four parents at the restaurant with the wives on the phones talking to David in his apartment on the far right and Tony walking on his phone, uh, talking on his phone, walking down the street on the far left. Tony came over last night. What's the matter? (laughs) I I went over to, to David's last night. Because I was upset that Pete was actually married with two kids. And one thing led to another. And he was comforting me, and before I knew it, we were kissing, and then... He shakes his head in horror, remembering. To make a long story short... We hooked hooked up. up. They did it. They They did did it? it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I I messed this this up. (laughs) That's supposed to to be Sally. The the first Jess is supposed to be Sally. So, uh, start from... (laughs) Maybe start from we hooked up. Okay. We We hooked hooked up. up. They did it. They did it. They did it. They boned? That's great, David. I kind of thought you already had. Dad and I are so happy for you. As soon as both of you came out, your father and I have been taking bets on how long this would take. Harry gives (laughs) Jess a confused look. I bet first semester sophomore year. Sally thought it would happen at the summer camp before 10th grade. You're great together. Now, I don't need to meet any other parents. Your families know each other. That's great. Did you use protection? Marie. Oh, how was it? Of course we did, Bob. The during part was good. But then something must have changed. Then I got scared. I understand. Oh, honey. I had to get out of there. It was just like he just disappeared. Sally and Marie <coughs> both put their phones up to their chests uh, and point at their uh, at the opposite husbands accusatorially. Your, Your son? son. Ha- Harry and Jess look shocked, then point at each other accusatorially. My son. Your son. My son. <laughs> Your son. <laughs> My son, my brutal Kirby son. <laughs> Back to Tony. I feel, I feel terrible. I'm so embarrassed. I don't blame you. That's horrible. 
I think I'm coming down with something. I'm catching a cold. Honey, look, it would have been great if it worked out, but it didn't. You should never go to bed with anyone. Tell me about it. When you've just found out about your last boyfriend is getting married. And also you grew up practically as brothers, high hating each other. Now you have really now now you have a real cosmic mess on your hands. Thanks, Ma. I knew if I called you, you'd make me feel better. Clearly you and Tony weren't meant to be. That's okay. There go the wedding plans. I'll cancel the flowers. Who's that talking? Who? Is David's dad in the background? It's the Godfather Part 2 on TNT. <laughs> it's, it's just some other old New York Jew. Hey! She's not wrong. Yes, but it felt cruel to hear. Do you want to come over for dinner tonight? Do you want to come over for dinner tonight? Marie and Sally look at each other horrified. Harry and Jess stifle laughter. I'm really not up for it. I feel too awful. Good. Good. We'll reschedule. Look, call me later if you want to talk. I'll call you later, okay? Everybody hangs up. David and Tony vanish from the sides of the screen. Hold on the four parents. Marie looks at Jess. Sally looks at Harry. They all look at each other. God. I know. Tell me we're never having kids again. Kids? I'm as old. I'm almost as old as Charlie Chaplin. I wouldn't be able to pick them up. The four parents laugh, <laughs> toasting their mimosas. To never having kids again. The four parents <laughs> cheer loudly, causing everyone in the restaurant patio to look at them. A waiter walks up to a table, and a woman in her 20s speaks to him. We'll have what they're having. <laughs> Scene. Nice. Don't get around much anymore. <laughs> that was funny. That was really quick too. I am sorry that uh, it's okay. I feel like I didn't quite do it justice, <laughs> that, but I, that was really good. You know how they, you know they film the way they filmed <laughs> that scene was on three different sets. Each of that, like each of wow. the sets, with and everybody could have, or at least Harry and Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan had, like each other in an ear. So like in one ear was the phone actually uh-huh. relaying Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher. And in the other ear was the other person. So they knew like wow. when to step on each other's toes. It, it took like a billion takes. <laughs> so the yeah, fact that that was yeah. as remotely good as it was, is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot ambitious. of fun. That was, is great Thank to you. do do something like that fast paced is mm-hmm. really cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I, li- I like that. It's basically just the same movie, but it, I, but com- I copy it, and know? paste I love the script. It. Yeah. I love and I it. edit it and added a couple things. There was, yeah, that was really funny. I like the idea too, of just the, the overall idea of <laughs> yeah, <there's> sons. <laughs> the I love sun's it. growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny. I, so uh, I, I, there were a couple things in this that made me think about the movie, and I was just like, one that that like got brought right to my attention was everyone in the movie when they were getting like the interview, 
right? They most of them were like, "Oh, we married three months later," and I'm like, three months, like wild." I've yeah, I've never heard. Like, was that a thing back in the day that people get married super quick and have weddings? Because like all my friends are taking a year or two. <laughs> Pandemic I, excluded. If you know, I've, you know. I guess I've. I mean, I've read stories. I was like, I was really big into like presidential facts as a kid. I mean, I still am. But like, you know, so you, just reading about like presidents, there's like one or two presidents where they're like, they went on a date with their, they went on a date, and then on the second date, they proposed. And it's like Damn. that stuff would just happen. It's. It's wild. Time different times, Crazy. I guess. That is yeah. absurd. Yeah. So this Ooh. this entire movie, I imagined, <laughs> also takes place over the span of like three years, <laughs> because they're just <laughs> David yeah. and Tony are just flip flopping so much uh-huh. uh, out in and out of relationships. Yeah. I. Uh, you know. I. I think we can. Uh, we we can we can we can combine all these here, right? If uh, yes, if if Harry and Sally instead of having a daughter, they have mm-hmm. a son, or maybe in addition to the daughter, they have a son. That's all, that's and, true. And they and they grow up, and and then uh, they become old and uh, have Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's it's kind of like a um, a cycle. You know, it's it's four movies in a in a cycle uh-huh. together. And two of the movies are meant to be watched at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Michael, Michael, you really made me laugh with uh, uh, it's still original jazz this time done by Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. When I used to work at Starbucks, we'd have those Sometimes. CDs there. And I remember one time I had a bet with my manager. I'm like, I bet you I can sell this Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett CD. So <laughs> all day people would be like ordering that bet? drinks and I'd be like, oh, the, no, I won. I won that <laughs> bet. <laughs> uh, and uh, the the little old lady that bought it probably loved that CD when she got home. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. But, you, but yeah, I would just be like, oh, that's, that's a delicious order. Almost as delicious as the soothing downs of <laughs> Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Gaga. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so yes. funny. Oh, oh my, god. my god. Yeah, I was, yeah, I literally the, uh, I literally all the jokes when I watched funny. it I just made like a list of like scenes and I would just I was just trying to make I was like what can I make gay? What can I make gay? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the drag queen scene is definitely is definitely <laughs> a you. great alternative to the, to the football. You. I, I was so like, good. I was like, this is maybe the better scene, but I can't. I could can at least fudge the 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 one yeah. with the phone call. I don't know if we could. Yeah. I'm gonna make I, the drag queen one work. They're all good. I also just love. Uh, <laughs> he's got abs. I've been cutting beer. You know, I, it's just it, oh. you'd be surprised. That's uh, no, I, I've had that conversation. <laughs> that exact conversation. <laughs> I, I've had all of these conversations. This is ridiculous. Uh, well, that's why you know that's why it's a, it's a it's a universal movie because uh, even though it's a queer yeah. story, um, it actually it speaks to anybody. Uh, <laughs> right. And but it's but it's also not sponsored by Universal. It's a different. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's Paramount or one of the other four. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Michael, this has been so much fun. Do uh, you, no, it's uh, been a blast. Do you have anything? <laughs> uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and let us know about uh, any upcoming projects you have that you want to plug out to people, or how can they follow you on social media, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know when this is dropping, but I think actually it'll probably basically be too late. Um, uh, mm-hmm. But I'll and I'll explain why in a second. Uh, if anybody wants, you can follow me uh, at Springthorpe Man. It's my last name: S P R I N G T H O R P E M A N uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, or on Instagram if you're hot. Um, but I uh, I do uh, <laughs> I do uh, I do like pop culture tournaments, um, and we're just now finishing up, or we will be finishing up, or already done with a national parks one. But in March, uh, with uh, March Madness happening, we will be launching um, – there will be another one coming up. And uh, I'll say it. It will be a sequel, actually, tournament. It will be a tournament of daddies. Um, the daddy, nice. Yeah. yeah so we, we are having a sequel tournament daddy of Warbucks. daddies. This is maybe the first time I'm officially announcing it in a public way, but it will be happening. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking so, news. Uh, breaking news. <laughs> Bruno <laughs> Kirby to participate <laughs> in the 2021 Daddy's competition. Yeah. Um, so, uh, tournament of daddies to determine who's the daddiest daddy that ever daddied. Um, All right, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. I uh, I did have one thing to say about the uh, national parks thing is I'm a little upset that Carlsbad Caverns and White Sands both got out in the first round. Like, what is that? Who's uh, who's in charge yeah. of this thing? I mean, ultimately, it the is people, the people. Chris. The people are in charge. <laughs> it is the people. Um, the people. <laughs> Don't you know? The commissioner. I, I'm, try, I'm he trying didn't to vote for it. <laughs> I, I, that's kind of my whole deal is that I didn't vote for it. Uh, okay, so White Sands was up against Everglades, which was a little bit of a tough competition, but it was a, it was a close call, um, ultimately. And uh, Carlsbad Caverns was up against Arches, which is still in the tournament, going into the Elegant Eight right now. So, I, unfortunately, I think they were the writing was okay. on the wall for both of them from the beginning. Sorry, I mean, Chris. We all know it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be Yosemite. No, it's, it's yeah. It's gonna be Yosemite, uh, the Grand Canyon. Um, <laughs> what's it called? National uh, Niagara Falls. Like Niagara Falls, not enemies. a national park, but go off. <laughs> oh damn. Well, I loved it. I went to Nash- <laughs> Niagara Falls last year, and it should be because it's, it's an international gorgeous. park. It's God great. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's bigger. It's, it's bigger than your small mind can do. Need official government jurisdiction to be a park. <laughs> this myopic tournament of yours, Michael. <laughs> Oh, but that's how it started last year, right? You did the first daddy's yeah, competition that, for March Madness. I did. It was on March March twentieth. I launched the the tournament of daddies. Uh, John Krasinski's character from A Quiet Place won, beating out Jason Momoa in the finals. 
Mm-hmm. And okay. um, we have 64 brand new daddies, no repeats, which was tough. Wow. But, uh, have they all been uh, chosen already? Or are you still taking nominations? Uh, I mean, I will, I will take <laughs> nominations. But I, I do uh, have 64 daddies with some alternates already okay. placed. You, I'd like you, to pitch uh, Stanley Tucci. Okay. All I'll Stanley say Tucci is and noted. Would, <laughs> All I'll say I, is I want to throw noted. this angle at you. I, Thank you. I want to take this angle at you. Uh, so – in March Madness, I don't know if you know this, but they have they have started the rather than the sixty four, the sixty eight, where they do yes. the first four, where they do the play in mm-hmm. rounds. So could you we please take the December. two lowest? Oh damn! Fuck! <laughs> damn it! I was gonna say, can you take the two lowest seats, match them against Stanley Tucci and Bruno Kirby, and see what? There's got to be a round that's like all the dads from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> it is there. It is divided by what the what they are known for. I would say it is also all real people this time. We had some Ooh, okay. fictional characters, so it's all real people. Okay. They are divided okay. by what they are known for: politics, TV hosting, uh, action, yeah. comedy, news. Albert Finney from uh, from Annie. What was that? Uh, oh, the daddy of all daddies. Daddy Warbucks? <laughs> an actual, an actual <laughs> daddy? <laughs> daddy Warbucks? <laughs> uh, oh, shit. I, I, I have to edit. Uh, I got to go. I got to edit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put Bruno Kirby against, <laughs> against Daddy Warbucks. He'll lose. Oh. He's gonna lose anyway. Well, gonna why, lose would I, why would I? Why would I? Uh, why would I put two number one seeds next to each other in the first round? Come on. Oh, Michael, I could sit here and talk about Bruno Kirby, daddy, daddy competitions, and just you know romantic jokes sketches uh, for at least another thirty minutes. But we got to wrap it up. Uh, so. Um, I will say that uh, I've had a blast. We'd love to have you on again sometime in the future. We'd love it. Could do one of the one of the picks uh, for me, maybe. Steve. Yes, one hundred percent. Lake Placid. Here we come. Uh, <laughs> Stop taking my ideas. <laughs> uh, no, I've really got to get going, though. I. Um, I started emailing with some person and I think I'm falling in love, but I'm also about to take over a smaller business with my big business and run this other business out of the ground. I just hope that the person running that smaller business isn't the one that I'm in love with. Or maybe I do hope that, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> well, sorry, but I gotta run. <laughs> I'm, a, uh, I'm a Los Angeles prostitute that uh, gets, <laughs> gets picked up on an escort date for, for this really rich guy. And uh, he's gonna show me how to be a uh, fair lady. <laughs> it's, it's actually. his fair lady. <laughs> it's actually crazy, guys, because I've, I've also gotta run. I was. Um, I was eaten by the Kraken, and now I'm stuck in uh, uh, Davy Jones's locker, and I have to be rescued by my old team. 
and eventually meet up with the Council of Pirates to determine whether or not we can uh, defeat the British East India Company. So. Now that's definitely part three. Yeah, it is, baby. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.